Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of, episode of Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United. We've got a, a special guest tonight. We're going to hop right into our show. Joining me tonight, as always, have Jacob Terrell, Earl Nieto, and our special guest this evening, head coach and technical director of New Mexico United, Zach Prince. Guys, if you're in the chat, whether you're Facebook, YouTube, whatever, throw your comments and questions up in the chat. We're going to try to save some time here at the end of our interview with Coach to get some of your questions and comments in there as well. But uh, let's just start off with the man of the hour, Coach. We appreciate you taking time out. I know it's a little bit late for you, as, as we've been told, so we appreciate the time and and uh, coming on and, and talking to us tonight. No problem. Thank you, Earl, Seth, uh, Jacob. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Yeah, it's it's a little late. Uh, just having we, I have a little one and a half year old little daughter, and so she she runs me ragged all day, man. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, trying to get sleep at the right time is is uh, is definitely key key for us. Jacob and I both have smaller children, so we definitely know what you're going through, Coach. Oh and, yeah, uh, we, we know how it is, how, how precious that sleep is. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, it's the it's the best. But you you know it. You once you can, uh, if you can have some time to relax, you got you got to take advantage of it for sure. Yeah, and so yeah, we're just gonna get right into it. You know, um, like we said, we've got the final preseason match of the year coming up this weekend. Regular season kicks off next week. I mean, first of all, coach, for you, how has this off season and preseason been? Obviously, it's been pretty busy with all the new signings, all the guys coming back in, and and uh, how has this transition period, these, these couple months, been for you? It's been it's been great. I think uh, I, I've been really fortunate as you know the assistant for the past three years to be challenged with you know, a lot of responsibility during that time period. Um, while, while you're an assistant, you're, you're an influencer, you're not the decision maker. And so I tr- always tried to put myself in the, that, you know, category is if I was in the head coach, technical director role, what decision would I make? And always tried to plan ahead in case uh, that, that opportunity was given to me. So I tried to prepare myself as best as possible and uh, I knew I knew exactly what type of players that I wanted to go after in, in this offseason. And uh, we're able to execute and get get a lot of those players. And um, so I'm excited with our roster. I think we have a really exciting roster and uh, I'm, I'm really just uh, I'm grateful that we're able to play in Albuquerque coming up and that people can come and see us in state. And so that'll be really fun for everyone to be able to come out and see that. Coach, you guys started the preseason there in San Diego for a couple of weeks. What was the, I, I believe that's the first time we've actually spent that long outside of Albuquerque for preseason. Was there a reasoning behind that? Did you guys have a, a plan when you went out there? Yeah, so there's, there's a couple of things. First, uh, we have in the past gone to Tucson for about seven days or so. Um, and I, I wanted to make sure that that was a little bit different this year. I wanted a more of a camp environment where uh everything was right on site and so whether that was uh where we ate uh so the cafeteria the field uh the weight room all those types of things were right there on site and it gives a a a unique experience for us to always be around each other it's the only time we'll do that all season um so that was a piece of it another piece of it was we're finishing up our locker room and our locker room uh, is just finished. We spent our first day in there today. Um, it's an amazing space. 
And so uh, Peter was, you know, great about making sure that we had enough time away to be able to, um, you know, do what's necessary on the field to prepare us for best for preseason in uh, in San Diego and not be in Albuquerque without without a home uh, in a locker room. So um, super grateful for that. And we, we definitely took advantage of that time period. So with the preseason coming to an end, um, I mean, we have one week left of preseason. What player has stood out the most in your eyes during the preseason? Yeah, I think there's there's it's not just one player. There's there's a lot of a lot of players have have come and um, it's, a lot of change has happened uh, in this in this preseason compared to previous years. So, you know, one individual, Sam Hamilton, moving into the mid middle of the field. Um, it's been, you know, great to see him get in the middle of the field and really, uh, be able to use his athleticism and get, get around, uh, Justin Portillo being able to control the pace of games and really show his range of passing has been great. Um, you know, Nico Brett coming in, he came in a little bit late into camp and, uh, he's been, he's been excellent since he's came in, uh, Preston Ataka has been, been great, you know, Will Seymour has been great, you know, moved him from, you know, a little bit of a central midfielder role and he's been playing some right center back recently. And I mean, he's done phenomenal there. And so I'm really excited for him and what that uh, he has to offer in those positions. So I know you're looking for one player right now, Earl, but uh, to be honest with you, a lot of guys have done so well this preseason and it'd be unfair to just say one guy, you know, right now, because so many guys have, you know, really stepped up to the plate and taken their opportunity. Even a guy like Christian Nava last game, I played him in a couple different spots early on in preseason and played him more as in his natural role in this last game. And he was really able to express himself and, and, and do really well against El Paso. So it's, uh, it's fun seeing these guys, you know, even Carl Santee coming in. I mean, the kid has, unbelievable talent his talent level is something that i think he could reach very very high levels um and each day he is improving more and more and so i'm so excited to see where he's going to be in three four five months from now talking about the el paso preseason match you talk about christian christian obviously he, he played really well put a lot of pressure on yuma in that match um, it was kind of hard. Was, this was the first time that we don't say that name, Seth. Okay, I apologize. Um, <laughs> it, it, this is the first time that we've had a chance to actually see the club in action so far this preseason. Um, looking at how you line the guys up, it looked we were debating this in our group chat. It looked like either a three-five-two, maybe like a three-four-three, three, uh, with some flexibility. You know, early on you had uh, Josh and uh, and Harry going up the sides. It looked like Josh came, came off with a with an, a bit of a knock there. Um, can you speak to a little bit to about what you played on Saturday and what worked well against El Paso? Yeah, I think, I mean, first it, we started out in a three, four, three, um, but the, the flexibility with our players and their, their ability to able to identify space and find space, it might look a little different at times um, and not, maybe as rigid as, hey, there's three at the back, four in the, in the middle, and then three up, up higher. Uh, so it's, it's really a lot. We, we lean on them a lot to really problem solve and identify uh, spaces in games. Um, yeah, with Josh, it was just a little knock. It's precautionary for him to come off. He was just, you know, 
you know, more of a planet safe type deal. And so um, I look forward to him having a great year. But this this year, I'm, I'm a really my coaching style is very principle based, which that means this is the spaces we're trying to attack. This is the style of play we're trying to uh, have in in principles guide us in those different uh, phases of the game. And so that means we can be flexible. We can play a three, four, three, we can play a three, four, one, two, we can play a, you know, four, four, two diamond, uh, four, three, three, you'll, you'll be, we'll be able to shift and be adaptable in these, in these different situations. And why I think that's important is, you know, we play at isotopes on a uh, baseball pitch and, uh, at 6,000 feet, and then we'll go down to Southern Texas and play at RGB in the fields, you know, 78 yards to 80 yards wide. And so it's a different game where you can use different spaces in those games. And so saying that, I think it's important for us to be flexible, but at the same time, not change our identity. Kind of a fault to that. And I don't know if this is something that you want to speak to on air, but you can, I kept hearing you say something about finder zero. Is that something that you, you can explain as to what you were trying to get the guys to do, or do you want to kind of keep that in-house? I hope you couldn't hear everything. No, so. no, I couldn't hear everything. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, zero positioning is a position where you're in the middle of either three or four players. And so what that means is it puts those three or four players in a, a position of indecision where they can't uh, – exact they don't know exactly who's supposed to go and press that player so finding the zero space is right in the middle of those three players right in the middle of those four players and so what what's important about that is a zero positioning isn't a defined position on the field it's a moving flowing position that's constantly moving and so finding the zero this is what i'm talking about with we rely on these players to be smart and and uh be able to find the space for themselves and that zero is language that we use where they can look around and say okay where 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 can i be that's going to put the defenders in a uh position um where they don't know who exactly is going to go press that guy once he receives the ball how do you feel the team executed your principles in that El Paso match. I, I, I felt like it was a good game, uh, but we haven't seen, you know, any of the previous matches. Was there definite improvement but from match to match to match to in the preseason? We've definitely improved in every game so far, but at the same time, like I told the guys at the end, we have holes that we have to, we have to identify early on in the game. They were able to break us way too easy. Um, we, we weren't able to identify their six and Richie Ryan and, they were able to, you know, break us horizontally, which allowed them to move up the field vertically uh, too, way, way, way too often. It wasn't a situation where they were, like, creating a ton of chances, but we like to disrupt high up the field. And we got into the situation where we were, you know, what I call dirty running. It's you're running backwards 60, 70 yards and defending in a low block where I think we could have done a better job and done that running early. And if we were maybe on our front foot, maybe proactive defending a little bit more then we could have uh, disrupted them and used our energy high up the field. Uh, that's that's my my goal is to make sure that we're not putting our players in a situation where we're running a lot negative. I like to be on the front foot. I like to be positive. I like to try to 
proactively defend and and feel like we're in control even if we don't have the ball. The the few things that stood out in that second half, especially were how chippy it got. Uh, how do you keep your guys keep, have them keep a level head going into the regular season matches against El Paso? Because because that the one tackle in particular, uh, everybody got riled up. And uh, do you think that's some gamesmanship from from he who shall not be named is well, just I, trying to get under your skin? The, the way I think about it is is this: like first, our mentality in training is very very strong, and I expect. I mean, we're very competitive in training. Mm-hmm. It gets uncomfortable sometimes, which is okay. I I, I don't mind that at all. It's not, never to a point where we're getting in fights or anything like that, but to a point where you know it it it's not the friendliest uh, competitions in training. And so what I would say with that is when we get on the field because of that, and when we're playing against a different opponent, the amount of respect that we have for each other, um, when we see something like that happen, that's uh, shouldn't be a part of the game. um, Then we go and defend each other. And what's, what's important about that is it's not about getting in someone's face and making sure that you're, you know, showing your bravado, it's saying like, Hey man, that, that's, that's unacceptable. And you're not going to do that to us. And if it keeps happening, like we're going to respond to it and respond in the right way. That doesn't mean us being dirty, but it means that we're not going to get pushed around. And uh, our, our ethos is hard work, humility, diligence, action. And I think sometimes humility gets, you know, confused with false modesty. And what I mean by that is, sometimes we were too nice and I don't want that to be the case for us. I think uh, we can, we can definitely be the aggressors in a lot of situations and make other teams uncomfortable. And, and uh, that's when I'm the most comfortable is when we're really making the opponent uncomfortable. Well, and what I loved about the, how the, the the other players reactions is that the, the three main people that had right ins back were, were new guys. It was the one that was just named today, Ford Parker, and then Seymour, and then Alexi was was definitely not having it, and and that was good to see. And then I felt you guys you guys responded really well. I mean, you obviously got a goal right there off the off the restart when Yuma was, I'm assuming, getting his butt chewed by his coach, um, and then you know we were able to tack on a couple more after that. So, well, so I've, I, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Jacob. I think this I, is a. I tend to ramble, so you'd have to cut me off sometimes. (laughs) Well, I think this is a – it's a product of us being together in San Diego for so long. Mm -hmm. So these guys were, you know, normal preseason. You're together for two or three hours a day, and then you go home, and people go back to their wives and their families, or they go back to their roommates or whoever they're living with at the time, and they spend a lot of time. We were forced to be with each other for 24 hours a day for 16 days. And what that did was – it made people interact and there was an organic uh, a, a realness to that. And that meant us really. So these new guys, when you're saying new guys, like I look at these guys and man, it feels like they've been with us for a while because of that experience. So um, uh, I'm not surprised by that, that those guys were, you know, the guys that were, you know, the ones to respond. And uh, that's also why we brought some of these guys in, you know, Uh, they have that chip on their shoulder of saying like, you know, I've been in these situations, I've played in high level games and I'm, I'm, you know, I know what it takes to win, uh, you know, matches that are really competitive. 
Jacob just brought up for the the newest signing for the club. How long has he been on your radar? And he's obviously performed well uh, in his appearances so far this preseason. Uh, how easy was it to get him to come back to Albuquerque? Yeah, Ford, Ford and I actually the first time I met Ford was it was an unfortunate uh, time because that's when UNM's program was getting cut. And uh, I actually trained their team once a week uh, for the spring um and that's when i met ford so uh, i would train them before i would train uh our new mexico united team in 2019 and so saying that i met him there and i saw this kid that uh his competitive streak even though that they really didn't have any games to play they didn't have any thing for that team to look forward to um, this kid was pushing himself every day. And so that stuck with me. And then he contacted me in the off season, his agent contacted me in the off season. And I, I wanted to give him an opportunity to come in and prove himself. And I just, I mean, he's, he's been great. He had his first couple of days, not the best days for him. And I, we both knew that he, his level could have been higher in those days. And he, we had a conversation in day four, day five or so. And uh, I mean, his response to that was incredible and he's been great so far. And uh, I expect him to continue improving. Uh, let's see, I have, I have one more before we move on to maybe a couple of these uh, community questions. Um, so if you can, can you give us any sort of update? I know we heard our, through a source a couple weeks ago that Dev was in the process of getting medically cleared. Um, can you give us any sort of update on Dev's status, uh, how Amondo's doing and uh, when Raddy is going to be joining the club? Sure. So Dev, um, in constant contact with him, he's working with our academy right now. He's been doing a great job, you know, coaching with them. No update on him medically, um, as far as as far as his medical situation. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's just a it's a it's a different situation for us. Uh, it's not something that we you know normally deal with at all, and you know we're just taking it step by step and, and seeing where that goes and, you know, just trying to support him as, as much as possible. And then I think uh, he uh, he's in a good headspace as well. And which I'm really happy with as far as just happy for him as a human being beyond soccer, beyond, uh, you know, New Mexico United, just Devin Sandoval as a person. I'm, I'm really happy for him and where he's at mentally. I think, in a good space. And so, um, that makes me happy. So then, uh, Amanda Moreno doing excellent. He is, uh, he is working extremely, extremely hard to get back. He has, you know, about midway through the process of his, uh, his rehab. And so we're excited to, to get him. He was on the field today and, you know, he's, such a good kid and such a good teammate, uh, such a good person. He, he's wanting to learn all the new concepts that we're that we're trying to teach, and um, he he doesn't he doesn't take a day off. You know, he's taking mental reps on the sidelines, which is just incredible to see. And then Raddy, we're just waiting on a visa for him. It, the visa process is backed up, um, as we know, with you know COVID everything backing everything up is just part of the process we're not the only team that's dealing with this we're not the only you know uh people that are dealing with this it's just where, where it is right now and so once he gets his uh visa he'll be on a plane and hopefully getting here as quickly as we can 
All right, we had a couple other questions over here in the chat. First up, we have here Anthony Herrera. Last year, we saw tons and tons of draws. How are you planning on holding leads and ensuring the attacks towards the opponent's goals are fruitful? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, for sure frustrating, especially um, when you're when you're up in games. And I think what's important about that is to know that there's two things with that. First, uh a really vulnerable point in the game is after a goal is scored. And so knowing that we can capitalize on those moments is really important and our mentality should not change. Our style should not change. We should always be front footed. We should always be progressive trying to play uh, our style um, and not changing that based off of a score line. And so I think that's very important. And second thing is uh, I think, you know, with with the the personnel that we have this year, we have the ability to make changes to be even more aggressive coming onto the field. And and uh, when we make changes, we can make changes that can change a game attacking. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to to be in those situations coming here shortly. Another question here, Anthony, as well. How much do you want to squash El Paso again? <laughs> So uh, with them in general, I mean, it, it's just, it, go, it goes to us. Um, El Paso is a fun game to play. There's no doubt about that. But it really goes to us wanting to, you know, host a playoff game and be at the top of the Western Conference. And so that means, you know, doing well against El Paso for sure. Um, I know that's an important game for all of us. And uh, we take that one just as seriously as we take everyone else. But at the same time, it's this this whole process of uh us taking our first step we can't overlook vegas vegas is our first opponent we're looking at that looking at hey how can we go and get three points in that game and that's incredibly important to us speaking of hosting matches you talk about the playoffs uh the club obviously announced that they're going to we're going to be able to host an open cup match for the first time this year um how big of a deal is that for you as as the as the head coach and and for the club it's massive. So I, I've been a part of the Open Cup. Uh, Open Cup runs as a player. I've been to the quarterfinal twice as a player and been in the quarterfinal as an assistant. And so hosting matches is incredibly important to do well. These first first round matches against, you know, whoever we play, whether it's Vegas or Park City, is uh they can be tricky matches. And if you overlook them, it, uh, it can come and bite you. And so it's important for us to take that match incredibly, incredibly seriously and make sure that we are, uh, not, not overlooking that at all. And, and having us at home is uh, a massive advantage and we have to look at that as an advantage and take advantage of it. And I've got one more for you. Um, it hasn't been that long since you were a player in the league, um, what are your thoughts and feelings on the league's expansion and, and just how solid the league seems to be top to bottom now? It's, it's a really competitive league. Um, the amount of money and investment teams are having in, in their organizations is, is really, uh, it's impressive. And I, I, I'm so excited for where this league is headed and where it's going to go. You're looking at just the league above us as well and the MLS and some of the business that they're doing. You know, you see uh, Jose Gallegos with uh, San Antonio got sold for, you know, a lot of money this year. And so you can see there's a lot of respect being put uh, towards this league. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of it, not just be a part of the league, but, 
uh, in my in my eyes, we're the best organization in this league, and uh, I, I'm I'm so thrilled to be the guy that uh, can lead us on the field. We got another question over in the chat here from a fan of the show, Jerry Mario. Jer- Coach Jerry is actually an El Paso supporter, but he does pop into our show and hang out with us uh, from time to time. What is going to be the difference from last year and are playoffs actually a reality this year? Oh, Jerry. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, what was the first part of that question? Sorry. Uh, what- you don't You don't have to answer that. You don't want to. <laughs> um. I didn't. I didn't hear you. Sorry, Seth. <laughs> uh, Jerry said, "What is going to be the difference from last year, and what are, and are playoffs actually a reality this year?" There's going to be a ton of differences, and we can talk about differences from this year and last year. We can talk about differences from 2019, 2020, 2021. There's just always going to be differences and players coming in and all that. Uh, different styles, different formations. Uh, what I think for me and what's important to me is. Uh, that we reflect how competitive the, we are every day. Every single day, these guys push each other. Every single day, they look to get the best out of each other, and we look to be the best version of our of ourselves every day. And so, uh, I, I really pride ourselves on that, and pride myself on that. And I think that uh, if we keep doing that every day, it's going to show. And, and reflect in, in results. And so with playoffs, uh, in regards to the playoffs, of course, everyone wants to get in playoffs and we just don't want to get in the playoffs. We want, as we're doing with the Open Cup, we want to host a playoff game. All right, guys. Uh, Jacob, or you guys have anything else for Coach before we let him out of here? No, that was it. Uh, really appreciate it. And, and uh, the league is lucky to have you in it as well. I appreciate that, guys. It, you guys do a phenomenal job. I was, you know, uh, I really appreciate all the support that you guys have, and I can't wait to see you guys out there on uh, March 13th. Well, actually, uh, we'll actually be out there. Jacob and I will be there this weekend. The, awesome. See you guys yeah, out awesome. at Mesa del Sol for the final uh, preseason match. Uh, we're going to ignore the question. I, have, Sombrero, I have one more question. It came from Sobrero, <laughs> man. We all know him. Um, Coach, what are your thoughts on Jacob's forehead? <laughs> This is uh, this is a running joke that they have. That uh, it's, a, it's okay, yeah. man. <laughs> okay, we were we were this close to getting out with a completely professional interview. This close, Sombrero man. Thank you. Um, uh, I blame Merle. I blame. Merle. <laughs> uh, one final question: La Malediction. Uh, has there been any interest for Nava from other teams? Now, I, I don't know if this is something that you can answer, but Nava's going to create interest. He's he's a young player. He's a good player. And, uh, that's, that's, I mean, he's, um, has a lot of upside, so it'd be crazy if other teams weren't interested in him. So, um, he'll, he'll continually create interest as will other players. All right, guys, there it is. Head coach and technical director, Zach Prince coach. Thank you so much again for your time. Uh, David Carl hanging out in the background. Thank you, David, for setting this up and, uh, we will see you guys this weekend out at Mesa del Sol. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Bye. All right, folks. There you have it. That was, of course, Head Coach Technical Director Zach Prince of New Mexico United. I mean, we had a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, I felt like that Coach gave us a lot of of good answers. I thought we were friends, Sombrero Man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were friends. Oh, Carlos, this close, man. 
he was great. He uh he definitely had some gems in there and and uh got me even more excited than I was for for not only this coming Saturday but but the regular season. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually is. Um, you know, obviously this past weekend the Mexico United did beat El Paso in a preseason friendly by a final of three one. Uh Sergio Rivas picked up a goal, Carl Santi picked up a goal, and Christian Nava. No? Swartz. 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 Uh, oh. yeah, Swartz, okay. Nava, well, Swartz, Sainty, Nava. Yeah, there order. you go. It looked like Serge. I could have sworn I heard it, but anyway, there you go. Swartz, Sainty, and uh, Nava picked up goals out in El Paso. Final preseason match of the of the year this weekend, Mesa del Sol, noon kickoff on Saturday. I know there are still tickets available because I tried to order one the other day, but Jacob and I will be out there. Uh, NM Ultras, what did you, what did you miss? Uh, nothing. <laughs> absolutely no. fucking nothing yeah you you missed the entire you know uh interview with coach so but if you um, want the best part make sure you tune in at like 26 minutes ish and you get coach's opinion <laughs> on jacob's forehead no you get him looking at me like i'm sorry buddy i'm i, I'm, <laughs> sorry. I was like, it's okay i put it's I, I put myself through this so coach steve, oh, coach steve. steve in the chat how you doing tonight coach Good to see you. We're, we're, we're just blessed with uh, coaching royalty this evening. <laughs> Jerry was making me laugh, though, with his comments. Because I didn't, <laughs> Earl hopped on so late, I couldn't comment on it after he hopped on. But what, what is going on there, Earl? Oh, you, you look, know, just... You look just, 22 <laughs> and act 80. So, just real... Wait, I look 22? Yeah. Also, I look like... You, look a, you look a lot younger without, without the goatee. Yeah. It was something different... Uh, my coworkers. Nice. So it's kind of hard for them to take opinions my- from a manager that looks like an eight-year-old. It's. I just picture you in Boss Baby, uh, just in the little suit, trying to tell adults what to do. And yeah, that exactly. That's exactly how everyone felt today. Uh, but no. So I just I cleaned it up a little bit. I've had a. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to those two. Um, I've had a beard for three years, so I figured I'd change it up just a little bit, and I threw you guys off guard for sure. Yeah, definitely was not was not expecting that. So, uh, but yeah, so let let the nonsense commence. We have a we still have some more show to get oh, to. It um, commenced about minute twenty six. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes, yes I don't think it took a minute twenty six. It took um, Jerry. Oh yeah, it took like Jerry and them. Yeah, like forty two. Tito. Milliseconds. Yes. <laughs> exactly, Steve. Coach Steve. Let them hate. They're just jealous because they can't shave. <laughs> no, I can shave. I just look like you when I shave. So I Jacob, for one, has to drive like four hours to buy a razor. And then... <laughs> no, I don't. There's this thing called Seth Amazon. Just... Amazon delivers here, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh. I- I've given up on the of, of uh, doing a, a full facial I shave. It just doesn't Some... work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but oh, yeah, man. so yeah, final preseason match coming up. We got the regular season kicking off next week. Um, I know we put it out in our social media post, guys. We are back to every week coverage from here until the end of the season. Um, so hopefully, you guys are, are ready to, and strapped in for a full isn't it past your bedtime, tomorrow, man? Um, <laughs> Jerry, we were we were trying not to laugh. I kept yeah. seeing the comments, and uh, but I mean, you guys are great, great questions for coach. Appreciate you guys doing that. So, um even so, you, Jerry. So Earl, Earl, unfortunately, we know you're not going to be there this weekend uh, due to family obligations. But um, did you have a chance to watch the El Paso preseason match? 
So there's one thing I don't do is I, I don't suffer through El Paso matches, okay. even if it is United playing. So, no, I have not watched it. Okay. okay. All right. I well, watched then... the highlights because I did show off the the videos you guys sent in, um, especially Jacob's pans falling in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> Two three-year-olds and a five-year-old. I'm sorry. Okay. I did and some, I some bro man says it best. FEP. Including FEP matches. So, so Jacob – for you and me, we're like, like we said, we're going to be out there Saturday at Minnesota. So, what are you wanting to see from the guys in the final tune-up for the regular season? Ah, uh, well, so this is this is gonna gonna be a cheesy answer, but I, I just want to see everybody coming out of that match healthy for one. Um, you never want to see somebody go down a week before games actually start to count. So, like when when Suggs got pulled out early. Uh, in the El Paso match, I was like, eh, hopefully I'm sure it's just something small, but you just never know. Um, but, uh, but no, I would love to, I, I, I want to see a lot more Nava to be completely honest with you. I mean, he, he came in that they changed front threes around minute as best I could tell a uh, minute, like 65 ish, 70 ish, somewhere in there. And uh, maybe even, maybe even like 60 and, and Nava, Kisavetter and Itaka came in and completely changed that match. And um and Nava was a the driving force in that. And I I would love to see him get more minutes, not only oh now you're gonna go to bed. Really? Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um not only would I like to see him get more minutes tomorrow or four days from now, um I, I want to see him get a lot more minutes you know, starting on the 13th, uh, he's definitely shown, he showed me in that game and I am, and, you know, coach talked about him, you know, he's going to be drawing interest from other clubs and stuff. And, and it's because he, he makes a difference out there and his energy is, his energy is not only great, but he also brings everybody else up with them, uh, with that energy. It's contagious. So I'm just happy to, I don't know who you're calling grams, but, um, I'll be Things damned if you're me. Okay. I hope so. Even though you look like a baby. Um, it's either me or Jerry. One of the two. I don't know. He mentions I'm not as old as you, Jacob, in the chat a few minutes earlier. So I think it might be directed to me. So well, we'll see you Saturday or Sunday the 13th, my friend. Yeah. We'll see you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It could be, Steve. Yeah. Could be. Um. But yeah, you know, I thought Christian played fantastic on Saturday. He he put a lot of pressure on, on Nava, mm-hmm. and the I thought the press that we played uh, for significant portions of the match worked really well against El Paso. You could see guys making interceptions and really just kind of getting in the head of the the goalkeeper for El Paso and their back line, and it, it paid off, especially there in the second half. And I think that's something that we missed a lot of um, last season after it had done so well for us the, the first mm-hmm. two seasons. And if we can if we can do that on a regular basis, I mean, obviously we can't do it for the full 90. You know, it's not going to happen. But obviously if we can do that, I think it's going to be a big help. But just seeing the interplay between Nava and Jerome and, you know, getting all the different guys out there and, you know, even Ford, Ford coming in, I felt Ford had, had some great distribution. Um, he's got a really strong leg too. Watching some of those kicks, but you know, there's there's a lot that I want to see. I just like you said, you want to see guys come out of the final preseason match healthy. Um, you want to see shots on goal. 
Um, you want to see those opportunities being created. Uh, we didn't really see too many opportunities for bees to to create or get shots on Saturday, but hopefully, you know, that's something that gets worked into the system um, or it develops as as the rest of the system forms around it. So, um, yeah, I had in my notes uh, that bees and Nico seemed and Revis to an extent, they all seemed kind of disconnected from the rest of the team in that first half and the first part of the second half. They just, they, they were, they just weren't doing enough out there for whatever reason. I don't know what it was, but, and I, and that's why I think when Nava came in, he like jumped off the, the screen at me because he, he was night and day difference as to what we were seeing between we and Nico. But those are probably the two people that I'm least worried about. I mean, we had, we've seen for two and a half seasons now, we know what he's capable of. And uh, if there's a striker in this league that I, I'm not worried about, it's Nico Brett uh, being able to finish at some point. So um, I, I'm, I would like to see them. I would like to see a little bit from them Sunday or Saturday uh, against a lesser opponent. No offense, Tailstorm, but um against them i'd like to see them be able to do something uh and get some confidence going into to the home opener but um other than that i'm just happy to be going to live soccer again for the first time uh since an october night last year um it's the preseason or this offseason is crazy because it's it feels so long yet it also is like oh yeah that was like yesterday i was at isopes park watching that last game and it wasn't but um, you know, you figure we've turned over a third of the roster, maybe even a little more, um, in three months, essentially. So, yeah, no, I, I get it. And, you know, it, it's definitely gonna be exciting to see the club back in action. Uh, now if you've been missing out on live soccer, you should have come out to see the runners, uh, Shout out to Coach T there in the chat. Um, we'll uh, we'll get to our runners recap here in just a little bit. Um, Jerry, of course, now that Coach is gone, posing his question once again. So, are playoffs a reality, and why? Um, so, really, he should be asking himself that because you guys did lose your head coach, lost your keeper, lost everybody except for like your god. So, you should probably ask yourself that before you ask us that. Ah, uh, Fep. Earl. <laughs> Earl, Earl from the top rope, just out of nowhere. Just, <laughs> and now I will go back to eating my broccoli and cheese. Good job, Earl. Earl just F5 Jerry off the top of the pod. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's mm-hmm. what he did. So, um, I mean, really, Jerry, at this point, you've got to think that if you're a head coach for any of these clubs in the USL Championship, coming into a brand new season, you've got new talent, you've got returning talent, Um I feel like every team at this point feels like playoffs are a reality now. Except for maybe like RGV who just barely got a roster two weeks ago. And I mean, they do have some talented players. I'll give them that. Uh, I mean, cello's over there and and some others, but, but there are some teams that maybe like Vegas who I don't even know what Vegas is, is doing this year. So, but other than that, yes. I mean, I think, most of the teams are probably sitting there thinking, yeah, we have a shot. Yeah. Look at you two, so professional. <laughs> I just, I think it's a, I think it's a realistic goal at this point, you know, for every club, your goal is to reach the playoffs. Um, 
I feel like we've upgraded, uh, particularly in areas that we felt like we were weak last season. You know, we brought in some guys that are that are pacey, that are proven scorers, um, that look like they're going to be creators in that final third. We signed some great defenders. You know, we, we brought back the core of our club from last season. Um, back there in the back line, we brought in Raddy Ovuka, um, who hasn't joined the club yet, but hopefully he'll be here before too long. Um, we brought in other guys too that are just just kind of help solidify. And like Jesus said, you know, we've got depth now. I feel like we have depth and not just uh, what was the word we used a lot last year? Um, flexibility. We're not necessarily a lot of flexibility. We've got we have, we have actual depth, guys that we can put in and and really help make a difference. So I I think that I think playoffs are are, are an absolute reality um, for us this season. Jerry. I want to make this interesting somehow. So you come up with the stakes and I will shake your hand on it that United finishes above El Paso in the table. So I'll just throw it out there and you uh, you figure out what you want to do. Obviously, like a million dollars is out of the table off the table, but um, something's there and we can figure something out. Maybe offline. But yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, guys, like Rams season starts next week. Obviously, starting next week, we're, we'll have our match previews and and all that kind of stuff going on each and every week. Uh, we'll have previews, recaps, news. Um, but I mean, there really isn't wasn't a whole lot this that came out this week. We did, of course, have the signing today of uh, a Ford. Ford Ford Parker coming in, uh, played the last two seasons with Birmingham Legion. Sandia High graduate, went on to UNM and to UC Irvine. Uh, a guy who's familiar with this area, his parents still live here. Uh, David actually has told us today in the press conference that his parents have been season ticket holders since season one. Nice. Um, so, yeah, they in the in the press conference today, uh, Ford said that his he had to like tell his parents to like, keep it quiet. That she couldn't say anything, you know, because his mom was super excited that that he was out here trialing with New Mexico. Um, and I know David, you know, they kind of tweeted out and said that it wasn't you know, kind of tongue in cheek, you know, the the second best kept secret or whatever. I honestly feel like they did a pretty good job because you know we didn't really know a name until like this week. We didn't really, I, I didn't really try to dig though. Yeah, I, I probably we probably could have found some stuff out if we really wanted to, but um, we did not. Uh, Jerry, I have it. All right, here's the deal. If United finishes ahead of El Paso at the end of the regular season, you buy a United kit and you wear it on the podcast. If El Paso finishes higher than United, I will buy an El Paso kit and I will wear it on the podcast. Can I up the stakes? Uh, no. <laughs> what? 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 Uh, what? So if El Paso finishes higher... You have to buy a Yuma kit. Oh. But see, we don't have an equivalent for him. But I feel Jerry, just as, Jerry, I feel, Jerry, I feel confident. Who so go ahead. Let's do it. No, I feel confident. Okay, Let's so Jerry, it. who is your most hated United player? Probably Sandoval. <laughs> Probably. Um, so whoever that is, 
the stakes are also with you. If United finishes higher than El Paso, you buy just in the, the table. just in regular season. Just regular playoff, season. one-off playoffs are too much of a crapshoot. So we're just doing the table. Yeah, I feel we like obviously that's a, saw El Paso lose first round, so that doesn't count. I, I um, feel like, but seriously, I feel like the table is a better idea of how good a team is is how high they finish in the regular season. Um, hence why Premier League and Serie A and Bundesliga all do their championship as whoever finishes at the high first in the table in the regular season. So, Speaking of Premier League, would you want to talk about the Spurs? No, no. Um, I do not, actually. I really don't. <laughs> uh, we beat Man City, which Everton couldn't do. Um, <laughs> we got screwed by the refs. The league, the 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 head, the, the head of refereeing for the for PGE MOL came out and made personal phone calls to both head coach and the and the chairman of the board, apologizing <laughs> for the VAR decision. They were wrong. Yeah, but anyway, um, we're at least still in the FA Cup, so you know, um, for now. For now, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there really has city again. Wait, man, I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I I haven't even looked at the looked at who's left. All I know is that Spurs are out. So, um, yeah, there' not a lot of news. You know, obviously, I mentioned Ford being signed. Uh, the club did release an announcement, though the Open Cup match that we are slated to host in April will be at will will be at. Uh, University of New Mexico out of the soccer complex. Um, didn't we kind of talked about this uh, on our last show? Um, we weren't entirely sure where it was going to be happening. We thought it was going to be at the lab, but now it's over at UNM and they're working to get the facilities together for that. So, uh, we have a date, we have a time, and uh, looking forward to it. I mean, do you guys think this is the right decision to do it there, or do you think that? Do you think it was the only option available? They could literally play that Milne Stadium, and I'd be okay with it. Okay. <laughs> the fact is it's a non-league game happening in Albuquerque, and that's all I'm good with. Jacob is deep in research for something. I'm I know I'm I'm commenting to Jerry. Okay. <laughs> Historically, El Paso always goes farther than in than in in the playoffs. Then read the second one. The second okay. one's correct. Historically, El Paso goes farther in the playoffs than in the MU. Um, yeah, but and, you know, and historically, they finish higher in the table than in the MU. So, so it doesn't. Historically, you guys have been the better club. So that's why I'm saying, if we finish higher, then you lose. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think that's about it for as far as New Mexico United news and notes. Um, I do have a runner's recap from this past weekend. Uh, on Saturday night, the New Mexico runners did lose to Wichita Wings by a final of 6-3 to three out at the Rio Rancho Events Center. Uh, I was out there, I was watching the match, like it just it didn't start well for the runners. I, li- I was talking to Coach Steve after the match, and literally the ball was not bouncing the runners' way. Um, they, there was an own goal to open scoring, and then there were two balls that came off the glass behind the goal directly to a Wings player who was able to finish it. And, yeah, the runners just weren't able to come back. I mean, they put on a 
they put up a, a good effort in the second half, uh, particularly in the fourth quarter where they scored uh, two goals there to cut the lead down to five to three at one point. Um, but yeah, it was just unfortunate night for the runners. Um, and uh, they are eliminated from playoff contention. So um, it, it's been, it's been a tough season for the runners. You know, we've talked to coach Steve about it a couple of times, you know, after taking, you know, Bay, basically almost two years off, you know, for the guys to come back and start playing again. Um, you know, he, he's been, you know, very high on praise for the guys, how they've played and, and how they came together and meshed this season and, you know, getting back on the pitch and getting back into the, into the swing of things. And, and one thing that I didn't realize is that, um, is that some of these other clubs actually bring in players, you know, they like, they fly them in on the weekends for their matches and, and, uh, you know, they pay out. Yeah. Some of these, some of these clubs have like significant, funding behind them apparently yeah so like they'll bring in guys from from different states and stuff to play for them so um yeah the the runners uh have two matches remaining in the season they've got one i believe it's next weekend the 12th up in colorado where they take on the colorado inferno once again and then their final home game of the season uh march 19th out at the rio rancho event center um, so guys get out there, support them for the, for the last match. They deserve it. It's a fantastic thing. It's a fantastic sport to watch. I, I, you know, I've really been enjoying getting out there talking to coach Steve and Andres and, and, uh, you know, meeting some of the players and, and seeing how they play and stuff. And so get out there and support them. Um, also this past week, I had, I had a chance to catch up with a name that is familiar to New Mexico United supporters, uh, Gabe Legendry was out at uh Rio Rancho event center this past weekend and got a had a chance to talk to him. His brother, Nick has been playing a little bit with the runners this season. So um, Gabe's doing well. He apparently made a uh, made captain of his collegiate squad as a sophomore. And, you know, he's just, you know, talking to him. He's, he's looking forward to it. Like he's, He's putting in the work, and uh, so yeah, Gabe. You know, we wish you all the best uh, up in college, and we can't wait to see you back here in Albuquerque once again. We do, we coach. We gotta get, we gotta get Earl out there. We do, we gotta get Earl out there. Um, Let me see what I can do on the nineteenth. Let me see. All right, I'm talk to my wife, and we'll get things. I'll, I'll try to get out there the nineteenth. All right, there you go. If Earl can make it, we'll have Earl out there doing coverage for us. Uh, I'm going to attempt to go down to El Paso that weekend um, to see if I can't uh, get into the, the New Mexico United and El Paso match down there. So, um, yeah, guys, get out and support him. Coach Steve's in the chat. You know, always always a great guy to talk to. Fan, tremendous amounts of, of soccer knowledge. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> the real Earl, not this phony. Yeah, we got to get Earl with Look, the facial this, hair. This phony is the real Earl because he literally just called you out, Jerry. Jerry, um, Jerry, let me tell you what. Your... Let me tell you what's going on here, Jerry. Earl felt bad about everybody talking about my forehead, so he took one for the team and decided to make a, decided to make a baby face. And and wanted to take some heat off me. Of course, that didn't stop some bear man. But I appreciate it. Earl. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have anything else for tonight. Do you guys got anything? Other? I mean, we got the MLB lockout. Uh, first two series of the saw season that. are canceled. So saw that coming from a mile away. No news. Yeah, there. I think we, we all did. 
I just um, want I just want to end so I can see Freddie Freeman sign his lifetime contract for the Braves. So the I had two things. What were they? I remember one, but there was another one. I don't remember the other one. Well, but well, let's start thing, with the one you remember. Um, guys, wrestling is terrible now. <laughs> you shut your freaking mouth. I tried. I no, you shut your freaking mouth. I tried to watch a whole pay per view. And, um, that's where and you're wrong. Could not do it. That's where you're wrong, sir. It is not a pay per view. Oh my god! It's a premium live event. You know what? That's what we're calling the show from now on. We are a premium, a premium live, live event. event. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we are real, unlike wrestling. Coach Steve, thanks for hanging out with us, man. We appreciate you. You have a great week yourself, man. Uh, other than that, no, I got. I I, I just uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, I mean, I kind I kind of agree with you, Jacob, okay, because it, we, we were talking about it, and it's just right. I don't know if it's the camera work or what, but like you could see, and maybe it's just maybe it's just because we're not ignorant anymore. Maybe that's what it is. But to see the see the guys like deliberately like moving their legs to make them get stuck in the turnbuckle really just kind of killed it. Shut your mouth. Anyways, I gotta address Jerry. So I yeah, guess Jerry commented the signings or new signings, I guess, of El Paso. Eric Calvillo, Martin Pyaris, Nick Hines, Evan Newton made some signings from MLS and a champion from Orange County who took Moreno's place in the national team. Obviously, they didn't mean too much to you because you didn't put their freaking name. So that's no, one that's, thing. That's what he's saying is those four are from the MLS and a champion from Orange um, County. Number two, I can care less who El Paso signs. They can sign freaking President Trump, and it's not going to impress me. That would be fun. Um, So that's just where I'm at with that. So I intentionally ignored that comment because I don't really care about El Paso. That's how you know it's the real Earl, Jerry. (laughs) Because he just fepped all over your face. (laughs) <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I'll mute myself on this one. Okay. I no, I I think that's it. Uh we got uh, a game to go to uh on Saturday. Uh Seth will be there. I will be there. Um my wife will be there. Uh I actually have two tickets that I believe are available right now. We're still working on it, but um uh yeah, we'll have live soccer, and then the week after that, man, it, it counts. So we will be back next week, 9 o'clock. Um, maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we won't. Who knows at this point? But uh, at the moment, we don't have anybody lined up. So um, until until then, when we can talk about soccer, we've actually seen uh, someone's going to go You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.